Hello and welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast, and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us once again as we dive further into the world of games. And this week, we are going to be talking about all the games that were announced during the Game Awards. Now, the Game Awards were a pretty big deal, obviously, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of games that got nominated that probably shouldn't have but that's a whole other conversation to have in the future and all of this is going to be leading up to our actual game of the year episode which will be happening next week so we are compiling a list of the top games that we have played this year and we'll be delivering that to you guys the following week but the what i found the most exciting at least from the video game awards was some of the games that were actually announced the list is pretty insane and the titles are just crazy everything looks so good 2023 is going to be a crazy year for video games and we kind of saw that and i feel like that's why we had to make those episodes a few weeks ago of what is coming out at the end of the year this year for november and december because they felt so stacked and then now looking at what is being announced and what possibly could be coming out in 2023 it just makes it more insane and it's keeping that momentum going which is really, really exciting. And yeah, it's there's a lot to look forward to for sure. There's a game for everybody, definitely. And there's some good nostalgia hits. Um, we got a lot of sequels coming up and a lot of unexpected games too, I would say. A lot of things that I just did not see coming. But before we dive into the actual like titles, the games, let's just keep it broad with like the announcements themselves. How do you feel the announcements were for this year going into 2023? Are you, like, do you feel like we have just reached the pinnacle of gaming excellence <laughs> with all these crazy games coming out? I gotta say one thing. Hmm. There's so many good games coming out next year that have been somewhat announced like either like a few months before this or like right before. And I'm like, why didn't those get brought up instead of some of the games that did get brought up? Like there, there was quite a few that were announced at the game awards that I'm like excited about. And I'll be honest straight up. It's pretty much the indie titles. Um, a lot of the triple a ones I'm kind of like whatever about, but there were some indie titles that kind of really surprised me. I'm really stoked about. Um, and yeah, like I'm really, really excited for next year. Like I feel like last year when we did an episode pr- pretty much like this, I remember we did it like right, I think at the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt like the only thing I was kind of excited about was Elden Ring. And even then I was a little unsure about it. And I was like, I don't know what really else I'd be like stoked for. Like there was some indies, but that was it. This 2023 has so many good titles that I think we're going to see maybe the most broad Mm. in or the most diverse set of genre uh, reaching games. And I'll get more into some of those diverse ones later. Um, when I bring up some that weren't at the game awards, but I know are coming soon. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I'm, it's weird. I, I don't know if I'm in a good mood about games in general, but next year is just, it's, it's going to be cool. But, uh, what about you? What are are your thoughts on the, uh, the announcements? I just personally love how broad it is. So Mm -hmm. I I do know that the video game awards have been hit uh, or like, you know, kind of bashed a little bit for their lack of diversity in video games. So Mm -hmm. seeing some of these titles on here that you wouldn't really expect, I think is a real nice touch. The fact that they're kind of moving forward. I do feel like they left out some games because if you just look up a list of games coming out in 2023, it's pretty insane. And a lot of these were not talked about at all during these awards. So I'm kind of curious about the vetting process of it. But then like, if you look at all these things coming out like they they did pick they like, they cherry picked a lot of really interesting ones some of them i think are kind of silly as far as like announcements go right like returnal being announced for pc like that's nice that game's kind of old it didn't really do super great 
but it's going to be interesting. Uh, I mean, to see if it gets like a revitalization uh, when it goes to PC to see if people really enjoy it. I, I think the concept behind the game is fantastic. So I, I'm kind of curious to see where it goes. I, I really liked Returnal. Um, I didn't at first, but then it, it's a really cool mixture of bullet hell and roguelite and it's mm -hmm. cool playing a 3d bullet hell. So I'm kind of interested to see what the PC community does with it, with mods and maybe it'll look even more beautiful. Cause I feel like it's probably one of the nicest looking PS five games out there right now. Right. But, uh, I think it's a really good game that kind of got slept on because it was only on the PS five and because a lot of people don't have access to it. You well, know, there was the talk people. of how long the runs are and the fact that it was being like boasted as a roguelike. And then whenever you have like a nine hour run, it's like, okay, that's not really a thing. Yeah. It's like the, I like that they added like saving to it and stuff kind of where mm. you can at least suspend your play. But yeah, it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's four biomes in it and one biome takes it takes me about 40 minutes because mm. I'm exploring everything. So, I mean, it, it, it is a long run, especially if you want to like get overpowered, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope it does well. I mean, I think for a new idea, PC usually does pretty well with the Sony first party games. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's going to get insanely popular going forward. And then another little title, which I thought was kind of funny, that was included in the announcements. But it's one that I've always been kind of curious about. And then now that it got announced that it was on the phone, I downloaded it, and I actually kind of enjoy it. It's uh, Vampire Survivors. <laughs> that game is uh, weirdly addicting for how simple it that's is. That's my addiction. I don't know why it's so addicting. It's weird. But now it's on the I, phone, and that's horrible. <laughs> so I literally just bought the DLC, like, maybe 10 minutes before we uh, started oh, really? recording this, <laughs> but uh, it I'll definitely be top. I'm going to save it. I'll cut it short because this will be in my top 10 for the game of the year nice. that I'll bring up. Um, we'll leave it at that. Nice little teaser there. Yeah, it's it, it it's a very simple, dumb game. I get it. A lot of people will look at it and be like, this game, really? But for me, it's the perfect game when I don't know what I want to play or to have it in the background. And on the phone, it's perfect because, I mean, sometimes you just sit there. You don't know what you want to do. You just use one hand or one thumb. Boom. You're you're chilling. Um, yeah, I haven't tested like it on the a, phone. It's not like it's a very complex game, to be honest. So Yeah. It's, it's, yeah actually, it's actually great on the phone. It's nice. And you can it, it's really smooth. It, like I said, it's a one hand game. You don't really have to do much. Just run around circles. Uh, nothing too crazy. I've only been playing for, I don't know, probably like an hour so far. But yeah, it plays really well. Yeah, it's it's better than a lot of those other iOS ones. I know it's a copy of an iOS game, but I before this was announced, I was playing that Survivor IO, which is same thing, but microtransactions out the ass. Mm, um, yeah. So I'm stoked that this is on the phone. I just wish the Steam save carried over but um, i love the game enough i'm willing to struggle through it again dive through all over again start it over mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so maybe we can start diving into some of these other interesting titles that we have um and i might as well jump off with kind of a goofy one i think but the new transformers game uh hmm. actually looks pretty pretty cool in my opinion uh transformers reactive uh i mean i've always been a sucker for transformers it's just something that i've grown up with and i have always loved the movies the show so i'm like i've i have like a soft spot in my heart right <laughs> and the new movie i am curious about because i do like the fact that they change the way that optimus looks too so that's pretty cool but I don't know. We'll see where this goes. So, like that name always stuck with me for the idea of Transformers. So this actually looks—I mean, visually—it looks crazy. Like I, I don't know. Like if if you see, like gone through the trailer at all, but 
it's like you are the mech, right? And it's a crazy like post-apocalyptic world. And it's just, I don't know. I, I think it's going to, it feels like a fun VR experience actually. Yeah, I was interested in it because I wasn't expecting Transformers. Um, it, I mean, it's a great franchise to make games off of. I remember uh, Devastation. Uh, it was, I think, on the PS3. And I love that game. It, it made me want more Transformer titles because you just didn't really see that. And it was from Platinum. So, like, it's cool combat. And I feel like we never really got a good Transformers game otherwise. So I'm hoping this is going to be good because, I mean, yeah, it, it it's probably going to be really cool. Yeah, it feels more, like, gritty, like, less cartoony, right? Like, they're obviously in a world in which they're ravaged by war. And the cinematics look great because they just keep rebuilding the Transformers to try and keep them fighting, keep them going like they are the saviors. I do like how they ended the trailer as well. It shows the hands of the bot who you are, and it's like duct tape and like random wires and things like that. Where it's like we're there, it's like uh, humanity's last hope, right? Like you mm -hmm. just have to keep fighting, keep moving forward, and it just I, I like the vibe that it's giving off. So, and the whole trailer being in the HUD, I think, is really smart uh, as far as like really putting you in the in the middle of the fight. Like I, it felt so, I don't know. I, I'm just really excited. I, I can't believe that it took this long to get something like that yeah gritty transformers is something i was uh definitely not expecting yeah yeah definitely not what about you what's uh one that stood out Ooh boy um i'm gonna start off with the dead cells dlc okay. uh, with the castlevania i uh i love dead cells a lot i wish i've gone i wish i would have gone back to it again i just feel like ever since vampire survivors it's really hard for me to go back to any of those old indie games but um <laughs> for anybody out there that hasn't played dead cells if you like side scrolling action kind of like metroidvania kind of play but as a roguelite mm -hmm. i highly recommend this game i mean it, it it's one of the more popular obviously you know shovel knight level of popularity but i i truly love that game a lot it it's difficult but not where i want to just stop playing and seeing that they're combining castlevania just it it's such a great idea that like in the back of your mind you're like thinking this could happen and then it actually does happen and it's like whoa like yeah really castlevania the, the the franchise that hasn't really been brought up in years and it's this like it's well it's nice I'm to stoked. see that like because you can tell that dead cells pays homage to castlevania right oh, so like yeah. i bet that the devs are just out of their mind excited about this experience about this opportunity to work with the game the franchise that inspired their title Right. Like that's that's a really cool idea. And it just it just fits. It just makes sense. And, uh, you know, Castlevania has gone through a lot of different evolutions in their games and they haven't really done great, especially when they went to like the 3D environment. It's been really tough for them. So it's nice to see them go back to their roots and actually, you know, give people the game that they want. They want something more like Dead Cells because that's what Castlevania is. So it, it, I'm really excited to see where that goes. Yeah, you brought up a good point. Like as a developer, they're probably stoked. Like it's you don't see that where a title or a team, like a game that is inspired by something, you you really don't see that where they get to work with the franchise that inspired them. That's just I don't know. It's awesome. Yeah. Kinda wish you would see that more often. Yeah, like how I, how great is that? I just think that's. I don't know. I feel like that would be every game maker's dream to be able to do that, right? Can mm -hmm. just ah, gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> Such a cool idea. Um, I think another one that is uh, I'm trying to space out the roguelites here because of course those always stick out the most to me. But uh, mm. I'm very, very 
excited about Earthblade. Uh, that looks gorgeous. Celeste is definitely up there for like favorite indie game of all time. Like it's for me, it's in my top five, probably top three when it comes to that. It everything about that game was just perfection. The music, the gameplay, everything. Earthblade looks like it's hopefully going to be that same way. Mm-hmm. You know, the music is probably going to be amazing. I think it's interesting that I think this is going more for like a Metroidvania kind of style. Like it definitely right. had that side scrolling action versus the just platforming like Celeste. But I'm stoked. I, uh, I feel like they can't really do any wrong after mm-hmm. making such a good game before. You know, it, to me, it's kind of like when people look at Stardew Valley, it's like, oh, you know, the next game is going to be just as great. Right. Even if it's not, you just know it's going to be still damn good. And that's how I kind of feel about Earthblade. Like, I feel like it's going to be polished and it's just, I think that's probably one of the more anticipated games I have for next year, which is surprising because it was just announced like right. i don't think there was any hints about it at all well and it's for 2024 too which kind i know of rough but one thing i will say that i really liked from watching the trailer is so i remember watching celeste gameplay footage and trying to mimic the movement because that was i i feel like the movement in celeste is just insane it's so fluid mm-hmm. the climbing all that stuff the jump it's it's so good and you can see in the trailer that it still has that fluid movement. So they've kept that and they probably, you know, upped it, made it a little bit better, maybe even a little bit smoother. So I'm, I'm excited to see them, you know, it, yes, they are reusing assets and mechanics there, but it's a mechanic that people are trying to mimic and seeing the people who actually made it first, you know, uh, and reuse it and create new worlds with it is really fun to see so that's that's gonna be really cool i love the movement in that game it just blew my mind like blew me away so good to me it's the evolution of what super me pointed to platformers in that sense but how mm-hmm. like yeah. fluid it kind of felt at the time and then celeste is like the evolution of a platformer yeah all right, so another game that really stood out to me that I'm still very curious about because I don't really know what it is fully about, and none of us do, which kind of sucks, uh, but that's Judas. Judas looks really, really cool. <laughs> like, I'm actually really stoked to find out more. Like, I don't know if it's going to be a good game. I, I mean, it's made by the creators of Bioshock, so it's going to be interesting at least, but I, the fact that they've left so many questions is really really intriguing to me and the fact like there's not many trailers that leave you wanting more like to actually find out what exactly is going on in this world the way that judas does because of the imagery there's so many weird things out there that it just kind of blows my mind a little bit i i kind of wish that they would have just maybe showed like a 10 minute gameplay thing mm-hmm. of it or something. Cause I felt like that trailer really couldn't show anything. Yeah. You know, the, the trailer basically to me, when I saw it, I'm like, Oh, they're making another Bioshock. And then it was, you know, a different name. And I'm like, Oh, it still looks like Bioshock, but right. it, you know, if it's going to be a game similar to Bioshock, that's not really something you can show off in a trailer, in my opinion, just because, Bioshock is such an immersive experience that watching just, you know, a fight scene or something like it's not to me enthralling Mm -hmm. versus seeing the dialogue, seeing how the characters act like something about Bioshock that really always stood out to me was how the and we talked about this before in our episode is that how immersive it was with the situation at hand with the world you were in, like it, you really felt like you had been transported to this other world. And 
that's something I'd be interested in this game if they do something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like that's something that we probably won't really see in a trailer unless they do like a, a deep dive kind of thing. Right. Another game that's kind of, I, I'm curious about, curious. And it's a franchise that, I mean, I'm not really into the video games a whole lot, but this one looks pretty different. That's a Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So oh, yeah. the, the trailer actually looks pretty compelling, right? Like it makes you want, I, I don't know, like I really want to dive further into this one because it looks different, at least from all the other Star Wars games that I've seen. Like I love the the look of the mechanics and everything like that. Just I'm really curious of where they're going to go with this, see like how far they're going to take it. Like is this going to be more like, real right like a little bit more adult version of the star wars video games or are they gonna play it down i I don't know but the one thing i will say is like there's something about the character models that we've seen in the trailers that just don't feel maybe it's just not finished right it just doesn't feel like super real (laughs) like i don't know it still feels like it feels like the main character looks like a toy right with his mm. movements and stuff like that and it just doesn't feel like real for some reason so i think that's the one reason why like i'm having such a hard time with it and i think it's just like his shoulders don't really move in the animations so like it looks kind of funny to me but i could be overanalyzing, of course because the combat itself looks great you know throwing your lightsaber around picking up stormtroopers and making them shoot back at the enemies like it's all really like cool cool touches i like that a lot but we'll see. I didn't think about that with the shoulders. Uh, I, I played uh, The Last Jedi, The Fallen Order, and I really liked it. Um, I put it off for a long time. I actually just beat it this year. Uh, mm. And if you're a fan of like Souls kind of action, like you'll like it. Mm. you know as long i mean it, it it's faster pace right you can jump you can do all that like it's it's really fun i i personally wished it had more lightsaber fights in it um this I'm one looks like that, it's uh answering that wish <laughs> yeah it, it this I, i'm stoked for it um i don't know if it's a day one for me mm-hmm. but i i'm interested in it i I really thought that The Fallen Order was a really good game. I think it was probably one of the, I don't want to say best Star Wars game, but it's definitely one of the better um, in years. Mm -hmm. You know, like, obviously I hold Knights of the Republic to a high regard, but in between that I'm like, Forced Unleashed? Like, those were kind of fun. But, uh, yeah. This this game looks fun. I I think it's interesting that it's more open world. It looks like you can mount, and I'm I'm very interested in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. I, I'm excited to see where they take it because of I mean, especially with how much games have changed and evolved now. Like after seeing your God of Wars and Elden Ring, like they need to really up the ante. I think to keep the franchise um i guess like to keep it fresh and to keep it going and keep it relevant so it it does feel like they're they're actually doing that here which is really nice Mm -hmm. you got another one for us yeah um so i got two i'll it's kind of short because they didn't show a whole lot on them but Mm um i'm excited that we saw more of replaced uh i think it was during the summer game fest the first trailer came out for it uh people don't remember it it's the game that's very very beautiful pixel it kind of seems like 2.5 hd but it it's like more high def it's almost like a 4k pixel like it's a very interesting perspective that it does that mm-hmm. i don't think we've really seen anything like that visually it's hard um, to explain because it's like it's almost like it's voxel 
But like, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Um, very beautiful game. Very. It seems like it's just an adventure title. It doesn't look like it's really like a like a Metroidvania platformer kind of game. Because mm-hmm. everything we've ever seen of it is mostly like action sequences. Right. Almost like it's on rails or something. But um, that's what I'm excited for. I think it was delayed. I forget. It said it was, I think, towards the end of next year, 2024. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of surprising to me. Because you don't really expect that game to be pushed back. But well, um, I mean, looking at all these assets that they have to make and these animations and just making sure the lighting is right and all this stuff, like those voxel graphics aren't the easiest thing to make. And usually when we see like voxel style games, it's small, it's small characters, right? Where right. it's like, I don't know, like 10 blocks high, 10 blocks wide, things like that. But in order to get this amount of detail, like these are hundreds of blocks high right like to in order to get those little tiny details a little like reflections of light to make things run a little bit smoother there's a lot of detail in these character Mm -hmm. models in the world itself like because i've played around with voxel graphics before in the past and i've made little tiny characters and it wasn't too bad but i was making like i think max size was like a 20 tall character right and it's like if you're building in minecraft but if you if you've seen some of those like crazy epic builds in Minecraft that are massive, but when you zoom out, it's like crazy detailed. That's what this reminds me of. Hmm. So it's it's I think there's a lot more detail going into these things than we really think. It's deceptive. I don't even think about that with the voxels. Mm-hmm. Um, another title that really stood out that they showed a little bit of, and it's a totally different art style, but the. Uh, the Hellboy game. Yeah. I I thought it was a great start to the show. I feel like I think that was one of the first ones they showed off. And um I'm stoked. Like the cell shading looks like it was literally ripped from a comic. Like it's I love it. Yeah. I, I, I want it. Like it's just it looks fantastic. Yeah, I'm so surprised that they were able to catch or capture the look of the actual comic books in this game. I'm so excited to play this thing just for the looks alone. Like, I love Hellboy. I love the character. I love the designs. The Guillermo Gilmer, horror movies were fantastic. Like, the props that they made and all the practical um, graphic or practical special effects that they used just, like, made me fall in love with that character completely. And it, that's where I started looking back at the comic books and, just seeing the artwork and how moody it was with just like the how much black they use like um like sin city like those original comic book style right and this is just so cool because i haven't seen a game capture illustration like this or i don't feel like i have so it's it's nice to see where game design and game art can be going now like we can actually be playing graphic novels so that's going to be really, really cool. So even if it's a bad game, I'm going to love it regardless because of the art style and the fact that it's pushing it. Personally, at least. <laughs> uh, one more I'll bring up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one I'm very excited about. Uh, Hades 2. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. I mean, like, everybody knows how much we love Hades, the first one. So Yeah, I won't spend too much time with it because, I mean, it's obvious that we really like it. But I um, wasn't expecting that because Supergiant's never done a sequel. Um, but, I mean, I think this might be their most su- successful franchise, even though I think Bastion did really well, too. But, I would um, love to play a Bastion, too. I love that game. Like all of their games are good. That's the thing. I'm like looking back at their games. And I'm like, the only one I haven't played is Pyre. Yeah, that one is one I've always wanted to. I still haven't played it, but it looks great. Oh, yeah. Their their style is just so nice. Like, I love their character portraits, everything. Like, they just, when I think of like a high class indie like company that makes really good art, mm-hmm. like, they're always up there Uh, so i'm really excited for this i'm very curious to where they go 
story-wise. And I, it just makes me really want to actually really burn through the first Hades, like story-wise, because I'm, I'm far in there, but I'm not far enough where I'm like done with the game. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, now I need to refresh my mind a little bit. Yeah. I like the updates. I like the fact that they're picking different, uh, a different story, different character to follow, but it still feels like Hades still looks like it. So it's, it's mm-hmm. going to be really, really cool. I, I'm, I'm stoked for this because it's damn. <laughs> like, but that's, that's with every super giant game. Every super giant game always ha- like has a amazing trailer to their stuff. They really know how to advertise and market their product. Like it's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh man. All right. So the one that I probably am the most excited for just because of the franchise and I'm obsessed with the damn franchise is Final Fantasy 16. Like it looks good. Like it looks so much fun, but I also just love Final Fantasy games. And I know that like a lot of people didn't super enjoy 15, but I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun regardless of everything. And what they did with um, Final Fantasy 7 and what I've seen so far of Crisis Core, I'm hopeful that it maybe like take some adaptations of the combat from 7 and bring it into this. And like it just, yeah. And that's another company that every trailer is always so cinematic always so stunning visually the character design always is so gripping and you know that there's just going to be a huge amazing story behind everything so it's it's going to be a fun world to get lost in for sure yeah i'm pretty excited about it too i i like the combat in the seven remake um i kind of really want to play crisis core just because of like everyone's saying that it's actually like a good mm-hmm. like i i was expecting it to not be good um because i didn't like the changes in seven remakes so i was worried they would change crisis core but they didn't but 60 but, bucks for crisis core is kind of steep so yeah i'm like yeah i'll just play it on my psp at yeah. this point but um the combat in seven remake it it's so different you know, as someone who adores turn-based with a passion mm-hmm. and also someone who enjoys action RPGs with a passion, it was such an interesting merge. And I think while trying to still keep turn-based relevant but make it fast-paced like an action game, I think they did really well. I think that what they're doing with that is like maybe the most solid evolution in JRPGs that we're seeing when it comes Mm -hmm. to turn-based focused games. Um, I would love to see a combination of maybe that and maybe the combat of like Tales of Arise Mm because I loved the way combat felt in that game where you know your your team members have their their button that you can hit at any time to use their skill you can go crazy with your stuff you know it was it felt more free which i mean those games always kind of had that feeling mm-hmm. but i feel like that mixture of that with final fantasy's combat would be just chef's kiss almost but um yeah. i'm still excited for 16 i after hearing how dark it's gonna be i'm kind of stoked because i haven't really played if we're going by numbers and not counting 14 mm-hmm. i've played 15 i didn't really care for it i also didn't do any of the dlc mm-hmm. but uh for me other than that like i played a little bit of 12 a little bit of 13 didn't really care for either at the time um so 10 was really the last one that i really got into when it comes to like the numbers mm, i but, think um, 12 i skipped I should go back to i that. thought 12 was the one you beat Is 12 the one i beat oh i did i went back and beat it yep totally forgot about that <laughs> yeah you were kind of like i went when a you little, were talking I went about a little crazy it, it was like with really it. selling me 
There was another one. I forgot what Final Fantasy it was then. There was definitely one I skipped. Oh, I think it was part of the Lightning series, the 13s. I think it was like oh, 13 yeah. 30 or whatever the hell. So, but no, I, the trailer for 16 looks pretty great because it looks like you actually embody the Eidolons, which is really, really <laughs> cool. So I'm pretty excited for that. And it seems like you actually get to basically turn into these beasts and they live inside actual humans. So I'm I'm excited to see what avenue they branch or go down for that one. All right. So let's, I got another one for you real quick. Uh, And I wish I played more of the first one and actually seeing the trailer for the second one now makes me want to actually, or to play it. And uh, hearing you talk so well about the first game made me want to play it more, but that's Death Stranding 2. So the trailer looks really cool. I like the fact that they're continuing on with this storyline, despite, I don't feel like it was that popular. So it's kind of interesting that they are redoing it. And I I like the little note here that um, Kojima actually rewrote Death Stranding after COVID-19. So he want it feels like it's actually, he's embodying the idea of a pandemic and how the world would handle it in this new game. So I'm really curious to see what happens with that. I really like the first game. I, uh, I'm almost, I'm pretty close to beating it. Uh, I'm in the last region pretty much, but, um, it was popular when it came out, but a lot of people didn't like it, mm-hmm. uh, cause it was so different and it's a shame. And I mean, I get it. I understand why people don't like it. Um, there's times that it kind of pisses me off because, mm-hmm. It's very repetitive in some ways, but I also find it strangely addicting carrying all the luggage and going to different places. And, you know, this idea of a strand like genre Mm -hmm. is probably one of the coolest things I've seen in a game in a long time. Uh, I truly got addicted to that aspect Uh, when I was playing because, you know, throughout the map, there's these roads that you, when you collect materials, you can donate to. And when you donate to them, uh, they create roads. So when you drive your car, you know, one, it doesn't use up your electricity, but it also makes it easy to traverse over all the rocks Mm. and canyons and stuff. And it's just, it makes it a joy to drive to locations. And, uh, I got so into it. I basically built the whole road system for one whole area. And then I was starting to build in the mountains. And then I just got overwhelmed by it because it like, it was just too much, but it's cool because you can see other people contribute to, you know, your building projects or say you build something or you leave a sign somewhere. People will react to it like real people. And it's so cool seeing that interaction, even though you're not seeing them right then and there, Mm -hmm. you see that they reacted to it. And it's such a cool feeling that, you know, I, I want to see this feature in more games. I don't know how you could incorporate this style in other games, but I would love to see more of it. And I'm very curious what they're going to do with the sequel, you know, it's, I, I watched kind of the ending when it first came out. So I kind of knew what it was. And then obviously it's been a few years. I kind of forgot the ending, thankfully. Uh, So when I play (laughs) it, I can see it again, but I'm like thinking, Hmm, a sequel. Cause I remember the, I don't know. I felt like it wasn't really sequel worthy, but I'm excited. I think it's a very creative world. I love Kojima's stuff in general. Um, I'm not a big fanboy like a lot of people, but I think that his ideas are, you know, he, he really is a genius in the industry when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I'm always willing and interested in seeing what his ideas are and, this trailer did seem a lot darker than the first one with the whole baby flying and stuff. And yeah. I was kind of like, 
after having a baby, I'm like, oh man, that's kind of it's gonna be rough. There's gonna be parts. It actually felt weird to watch that because at first, you know, before the my kid, I was kind of like, oh, that'd be, you know, it's kind of whatever. And then actually seeing that, I'm like, oh damn it, yeah. <laughs> like it's weird. It's I'm a like, different weight, yeah, yeah. I mean, this goes with any kind of thing with a baby. Like hell, even playing Death Stranding, you know, um, when she was born, like right before it, when I had COVID, um that's all I did. I was playing Death Stranding for like 10 hours a day. And then once she was born, I was playing it still. And it, it hit me differently having that little BB on you and making the sounds. And I'm like, I gotta be more protective. Um, (laughs) So I'm like very curious about this game. Cause I think for me, that's maybe why I like Death Stranding. It has that special connection to me, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, and I mean, it just looks like it's gonna be beautiful. So I'm, oh, yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. These titles I'm gonna bring up real quick before I get to the last big one are ones that weren't announced at the Game Awards. They were, I think, one of them was announced at the last Game Awards. Um, that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> and then the Summer Game Fest had these, um, and I've also just been following these. And there's so many good indie games coming out next year that I just wanted to bring up maybe like one or two that I feel like they're mentioned, but they're not mentioned enough. And for me, they stand out enough where they should be talked about. Hmm. Um, Obviously, we talked about Replaced earlier. I think for me, Plucky Squire looks fantastic. That looks fun. I I love the 2D on the 3D, like realistic world. I think it looks amazing. Um, Sea of Stars is an RPG I've been following for a very long time now and it is coming out next year and I think you know as someone who's playing uh, Chained Echoes right now it's making me crave more like this and I think Sea of Stars is the next to that for me I almost don't want to touch an RPG until then just because i mean that game looks amazing it looks like everything i do want even though i felt that way about chained like it's i think next year is going to be a really good year for rpgs then which i think a lot of people aren't picking up on when i look at a lot of these games coming out next year a lot are turn-based rpgs and i feel like that's a genre that's kind of dying out in a lot of ways which is a shame because it's a great genre and it yeah, is yeah. And chain chain deck is just so good oh god <laughs> yeah it's fun. i i understand why it's dying out you know a lot of people don't want to spend the time sitting there waiting they rather have all the action i get it but it's cool seeing a lot of these indie studios kind of keeping that alive mm-hmm. um and next year i think we're gonna see a, a bunch of good ones but um I'm looking forward to Planet Alana. You know, not much has been shown on it. The beauty of the trailer is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the hand painted art is just fantastic. Um, there's a bunch of other smaller ones. I think New Blood has a game coming out next year about goblins, which looks fantastic. But um, Tyler, I want to bring up, and this was a Game Awards, and obviously a lot of people talk about this one too, but armored core oh yeah if you would have told me as a kid that armored core would be a very hyped up game where everybody wants to play it (laughs) i would have thought you're an idiot it was always the game i would play and everyone's like what's that i'm like it's armored core man (laughs) like not to be mean to people out there that enjoyed it back in the day but most people I knew that played Armored Core or Mech Warrior or any kind of mech game in general. They were kind of based. They really warriors. fit that gamer stereotype. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. The kind of kid that sits playing Warhammer 40k at a table with a bunch of other dudes or Magic the Gathering. Like, no disrespect. You know, I'm I'm not that much different in other ways. But I just never, I think, I think I did play an Armored Core. I think I played Armored Core 2. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it back in the day. Um, mech games for me, I I like them, but then I get 
I don't want to say bored. I just get kind of overwhelmed by them. I like mech games in more of the survive or strategy RPG setting. Mm. But with this title, I'm, I'm excited for it. You know, I think seeing everyone being excited about it is making me want to play it, which I mean, that's kind of how it was with Elden Ring where I was, I thought it would be cool. And then everyone else's excitement made me want to play it. Right. And I think that's what Armored Core is going to do. And I think it's interesting how people think it's going to be a souls like, which it's not. No, they never were like that. No, But I'm excited to see them bring Armored Core back. And as we talked about in the past episode with some of from software's other games like Otogi or Kuon, they, they have a diverse library and they don't go back to it. And you know, why would they souls games make them a lot of money? Yeah. People love them, you know, now armor core that's bringing one back. Some of those older titles are so different. It makes sense that they would. And in their last horror game that they came out with was that VR game. And as someone who has VR, when you look it up, people were, they, they enjoyed it, but it wasn't like a groundbreaking game. It wasn't talked about because it's VR, right. but I'm excited to see from software kind of do something different from souls games. And, uh, I'm stoked. I, I've been craving a mech game. I tried playing mech warrior five when we had an episode a while ago about it and it was fun, but something about armor cores more action focused versus the simulator side of mech warrior. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I want. I want that kind of somewhat fast paced, not as fast paced as say, Damon X Machina or like a pure action game, but something real, something gritty, something beautiful. Like I'm, I'm excited for it. And it's, I don't know the seeing the hype of the community and everyone around Elden Ring, like whenever a game has that kind of hype, it, it feels good. It feels like those times growing up where you go to the midnight release of Halo, you know, everyone's super stoked, everyone's super excited, you get it, and it's like, you're all enjoying it at the same time. Or a new Pokemon game comes out, and you're all like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I feel that way about some of these titles recently, and I feel like Armored Core is the next big one to do that. And I'm very excited just for that reason. Like, hell yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm really excited to see this game. I, the trailer looks fantastic. The one thing is I am i can't wait for some gameplay footage. I, I want to see how yeah. that trailer correlates with how the game's actually going to look and feel because there's a lot of questions out there right now of like what exactly are we going to be getting into? Is this more strategy-based? Is it more classic armored core? Are they doing more action style, right? So it's really, really excited to see where it goes. But I mean, from the trailer itself, that's that's the one thing I will say about mech games is that every mech game, when you look at the trailer, it's like that. It's like real gritty, crazy war, beautiful scenes. And like the same thing happened with Mech Warrior as well, right? Like the trailers were fantastic, super cool, very action oriented. And then it's a RTS, <laughs> right? So it's... it's yeah it's kind of hard to really gauge where what the game's going to be like because it could be anything at this point. I mean, remember like the old uh, Counter-Strike trailers? Like those were, I think some of them were even live action, but it was like real war and so much action and going all over the place. And then it's, uh, it's uh, RTS. <laughs> so it's, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really happy to see that they're bringing this franchise back because... I love Max, and I think what they've done with Elden Ring and I think with the success that the, that studio has, I feel like they're now able to take some more risks when it comes to what games to come out with 
and this is a perfect time to bring back Armored Core, a franchise that is beloved by all of its fans. Now, the big thing is that because the franchise is so beloved, I don't think they can change the formula that much. So I'm really curious to see where they go with it. Or is this like a complete revamp where it's now we're trying to get only new users like they did with, you know, Monster Hunter World? Or is this more of a just bringing Armored Core to the new modern systems, right? So it, we'll see with more things that get released in the future uh, on it. Uh, but this is definitely one I will be looking out for for sure. I mean, who doesn't love giant robots? Come on. So good. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. There are a few other games that were announced during the awards that really were standouts, but there's just so many to talk about. It's we can just talk for hours on this stuff and not just on the games that were announced during the game awards, but the lists that are out there for what's coming out in just quarter one. Right. It, it's it's kind of insane, but it's great because it's going to give us a lot to talk about in the future as well. But we hope that you guys enjoyed our little spiel here as we talked about some of the games that stood out to us in, during the Game Awards and what was announced. Uh, and yeah, what, what one stood out to you? Did we forget one? Let us know. Or, or are you agreeing with us? Are you stoked with us? Like, let's get hyped and excited together. So reach out to us on the socials and all that good stuff. But like I said, that's going to do it for us this week. And we will talk to you all next week with the next set of games. But until then, bye for now. Thank you.